You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we're here with two beautiful ladies who created Hey-o. one hell of a brand called Girl Tribe. And if you're not familiar, you will be at the end of this podcast. <laughs> but uh, if you do live here in Charlotte, you have probably heard of Girl Tribe. The successful pop-up shops have drawn thousands of shoppers for a weekend at a time. And now there's a more permanent location on Camden Road with the same idea. Uh, women-owned businesses can thrive when they all support each other and even their competitors. And so in four years, uh, best friends Carrie Barker and Sari Balkum have made a name for the Girl Tribe brand, opened the store, added an online shopping site, and even expanded their concept to five other cities around the South. And we are honored and so lucky to have them join us today on the Brown Butters podcast to tell us how it all got started, learn more about their brand, and I can't wait. I know my wife is super excited about this. So thank you guys so much and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Carrie. I'm sorry. And Sarah, good to see you all. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us. So how in the world did you come up with this? Like a, a pop-up shop for businesses, women-owned business? Is, is that? Tell us yeah. about it. What's going on here? Yeah, how much time do we have? No, I was going to say our story is a pretty long story. Um, but, you know, I think uh, the, you know, we started our business in 2014 as a women positive graphic t-shirt company. But our story starts before that. I had my own business in 2012. Um, I launched an online dress boutique called Social Dress Shop. And Carrie had launched Pink Toast. And that was her graphic design agency. Um, and so when I launched Social Dress Shop, it was an online company. At the time, um that wasn't as popular. Uh, I really wanted a brick and mortar. And as the story goes, my dad was like, you don't want to get into a lease. And he was like, I heard online is something. And I was like, sounds good. I should probably listen to you. And so I started an online company. And the the way that I launched it was I rented out, um, at the time, it was a uh, Gallery 22, right? You know, the wine Yeah, room. uh-huh. Right um, underneath Soul. Underneath Soul, yeah. It's closed now. But um, I rented it out for a Saturday. And I had a pop-up shop and that was my first and so I brought all the dresses there and so that was like our and but Carrie and I had always worked together even though that was my project and Pink Toast was hers we worked hand in hand everyone thought that our businesses were each other's anyway 2014 we finally start um what is Girl Tribe now it was Pink Social because Social Dress Shop and Pink Toast Mm -hmm. put together you know like when you're like eighth grade girls and you like put together your name we kind of did that as a company but then in 2017 we officially changed it to girl tribe right but um we had the we had the t-shirts going for an entire year and we just kind of kept reinvesting that money in we both put 100 bucks in and just kind of kept putting it back in putting it back in and then at the end of 2015 we started a online facebook group um and it was really just for a way for women to connect. And they started asking about, hey, there's a bunch of entrepreneurs in here. Let's do it. Let's do like an, an event. So, yeah. So um, the kind of underlying theme the whole time was when Sarah and I started our businesses, we really connected with other women, not necessarily competitors, but we had built a tribe around ourselves of mentors, people who were either above us or below us in business and that we could go to for any questions. And so that was what we were most passionate about. And so when we started the graphic t-shirt company, we always wanted to have like an underlying message of women empowerment. So then we started the Facebook group because we felt like we wanted to give this feeling that other women gave us to the community. So we started the Facebook group overnight. It grew to a thousand people. Everyone was asking us to do this pop-up shop. 
I was 32 weeks pregnant and I was like, you crazy. We're not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I went to a conference. They took my phone away. Sarah told everyone, yes, we are going to do Mm -hmm. it. And I came home and we put on a pop-up shop with almost within a month. Mm -hmm. And we had about 60 vendors. Had no idea what we were doing. We're just like, let's do this. Like, Mm -hmm. it's going to be so great. And it like, it blew our minds. Mm-hmm. People were like, when's the next one? We're like, no, no, no. This was just like a one-time thing. Carrie's got to have a baby. Like, we're going to reboot this whole yeah. thing, whatever. And they're like, when's the next one? And we're like, okay, well, maybe we have something. But our first pop-up shop, we completely broke even and we high-fived. We thought it was incredible. Yeah. We were like, that was awesome. We didn't lose money, but we we weren't we were in it to make money at that point. We knew that we just were like kind of onto something. There was like kind of just something in the air. All of a sudden, it just felt like a lot of women – were forming their own businesses for all sorts of different reasons, and they needed a place to sell their stuff, just like I had when I had started my online business. So you guys mentioned you had your first pop-up, and and you broke even. It was successful. And then you obviously decided to do another one. Tell us kind of how that journey went, and then really where did the light bulb go off and say, okay, not only have we created something that's super powerful, but we've also created something that can can be a business, that can, can raise money, but ultimately something that could be uh, not just a city thing. This could be something that goes to multiple different cities and hopefully an entire country, you know, wide yeah. d- type of movement. Yeah. Um, so we did the spring one. And again, it was like wildly successful. And I think like every time we walk away from a pop-up, it's everything that we've always wanted. You know, like it's all the women business owners that we love, whether you're starting off or you're really experienced, all of a sudden they're talking to each other. Like there's this unquantifiable number of connections that are happening. And then from the customer standpoint, all of a sudden we're educating women to not only like things on Facebook and social, but they're spending dollars in the community. And so I think like it all just came to fruition in front of our eyes and we're like, oh, this is it. You know, like I think a lot of our story, both of us, like we're always like looking for what it is. And for the first time, I think in 2016, that we're like, oh, this is it. Like, let's double down, mm-hmm. figure it. Like, I think that year spring was successful. So we went ahead and booked Sugar Creek for fall and Christmas. And we're like, okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. And then we, um, I don't think we even, we, we weren't thinking like, you know, Southeast or anything mm-hmm. at that point. We were just like, let's just figure out kind of what this is. And then we ended up going to a conference in Atlanta that fall after our third pop-up. And this girl's from LA and she's putting on these incredible conferences. And we were like, who is this girl? We can do what she does. We can take this on the road, every bit of it. Um, And so then we came home and we were like, where is the next place we should do? We're like, Greenville, South Carolina. (laughs) And so we, I mean, which is like kind of so random when you think about it. But what we saw is that it was a similar entrepreneurial spirit down there. um, And they have some really cool venues. You know, they do some like really cool repurpose work in in like old mills and things like that. And uh, and so we just kind of started, went to Greenville, didn't know what we we're doing and, you know, kind of started all over again. And then we kind of just kept expanding to other cities that we thought were good fits. So now how many cities have you done? Um, we've done Atlanta, Raleigh, Nashville. Um, we're booking Jacksonville for this year. Um, and then, you know, hopefully we'll add in Austin next year. It's just kind of a capital thing. I'm trying to figure out how to get all our girls out there and that kind of thing, make it work. What what's your favorite so far and the biggest response? Is it Charlotte because you're here or Yeah, I mean Charlotte's our bread and butter. We love Charlotte. I mean Carrie and I are both natives. Um we went to high school here. You know, I mean I think that like always feels really good. You know, Charlotte feels good, but like Atlanta loves us. <laughs> like Atlanta was really cool. We weren't expecting that. You know, you think I think 
everyone always says, you know, it, Atlanta is Charlotte in 10 years or whatever the saying is. And what it felt like was they were thirsty for it. And then um, Nashville is already such a sense of community. But I think Atlanta needs that, like, something to draw them all in and connect with each other. Um, and even, you know, last week, um, our event director, we have a van now. Um, she drove our pink van down to Florida. So we were doing some sites and this kind of thing. And we had some incredible engagement. We had girls we weren't even asking, you know, tag your friends and, you know, tell them we're down here. They were like, you've got to go see the pink van. I mean, it's a it's yeah. a transit van that we have wrapped in pink, you know. I mean, we just had some product in it and it was just Emily down there. And that was incredible. So I think our, our message really is totally universal. So for us, it's the, the constraint, honestly, is just capital and time at this point and trying to make sure that we're home some weekends. Yeah, <laughs> for our, our family. family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned Atlanta. I'm actually from Atlanta, and, and I think you brought up a very interesting point of that city. And one of the reasons that I moved away from that city was that it was so large. I felt like I was just a number. Netson. I, I couldn't really build my own brand, really make a difference. I feel like Charlotte has given me that platform where it's a bigger city, but it kind of has that smaller feel. Um, so that's really unique that you created something that Atlanta was thirsty for. Because I think there's a lot of people in Atlanta, there's a lot of creative people, there's huge opportunities, but it's so large and so spread out mm -hmm. that it's hard for people to get connected to something that's ultimately bigger than the actual, you know, day-to-day -day interaction. So you've created, I mean, that's amazing to go into a big city like that. Mm -hmm. And and I think you can only continue to grow with that. So that's yeah. really fascinating. Another thing I want to jump into, um, and, and I want to ask you guys about this. So uh, in my previous life, I, I was uh, was able to work for um, Patty and Amy over at Accrue Partners, one of the largest women's owned companies here in Charlotte, uh, was really neat to, to go and join that team when we had about 11 people. And then I left, we had about 65 people. And it was fascinating to see two women take on a predominantly male driven environment through recruiting mm -hmm. and not only be successful, but become one of the largest uh, in this area. And to me, I learned a lot from them. Uh, and I think it was so cool to see how everybody on board supported the mission at hand, but ultimately their husbands as well, right? Their mm -hmm. husbands were probably two of the biggest drivers for them to um, to not only just be that support system, but but continue to egg them on and keep them going. And so working with a, a women's own business and you understand the struggles that they have and then kind of getting into a different environment, it's, it's so fascinating to see how certain organizations can do that. So you guys created that platform for women. So what I want to do is dig into what are some of like the success stories that you've seen? You guys have to have some really cool, powerful ladies out there that have either started companies or have, you know, amazing brands that have reached out. Like, what are some of the stories that you're like, oh my God, like that, did we just have that conversation? And, yeah, and like, yeah. I mean, I'm just fascinated to see kind of what you guys have, have experienced as you continue to grow your brand. Very powerful brand. Yeah. I mean, I think like most recently, what we were so impressed with is we have a girl at a rally um, and she's 16. And she showed up to vend with us and we're like taking down license plates because we have to manage parking because vendors get out of control with parking. Um, <laughs> it's really bad. Um, Number one struggle, yeah. parking. They for sure don't mean me when they take <laughs> yeah. my car. They mean someone else. Yeah. And she's like, um, my do you want my dad's license plate? Like, I don't drive. And we're like, just, we're like, what? Because like, we don't, I mean, you know, we don't ask your age when you apply yeah. to be a vendor. We're just like, look at your social. And there's, you know, lots of things that kind of go in. How much jewelry do you have? Whatever. And she, here she is, like, hand stamping jewelry on site. She crushed it at the, this is the holiday pop-up mm -hmm. last year. 
And we even brought her stuff into the store. I mean, that's really fun. And so her dad's driving her down from Raleigh to like bend with us. And she's 16. Like, I don't remember. I, I mean, I remember what I was doing when I was 16. And it definitely wasn't <laughs> anything like that. You right. know, like I was watching a lot of Roswell, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, you know, one thing that's really cool that we do see at a pop up is like Carrie mentioned, like we see all sorts of sizes in um, women in different parts of their business journey. Um we see a lot of women apply for the pop-up and maybe they have like one or two products and they end up launching their business the day of the pop-up. And that is like something that will like choke me up forever because they choose us. They choose like, they think that this is, this is it. This is what they need to do. And we've seen some incredible growth. I mean, even, um, there's a group of like 10 women who, um, who have been vending with us, you know, two years, one year, whatever. Some are a little bit newer to us or newer just to the entrepreneurial scene anyway that have started their own sort of like semi-permanent pop-ups and they call themselves the Charlotte Collective. And um, they're just like renting out like places, you know, as like one business comes out and like, it's like a, what do you call it? Like a back lease or whatever. Anyway, yeah. so like, but they all met a Girl Tribe pop-up. And so, and it's, it's not competitive for us, right? Like I want them to do that. Like the whole point is like, I want you to figure out how to make money doing what you love because like I figured out how to make money doing what I love. And like, I've been working at that my entire life, you know? trying to figure out where I belong. So we, I mean, there's a, I mean, they're moving to Plaza Midwood this month and who knows where they'll be next month and hopefully they'll still been with us. But if not, and they're doing their own thing, like rock on, like that's awesome. So we see definitely things like that. We see girls that maybe have vended with us and then, you know, apply to be on Shark Tank. I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, variety of, I mean, you know, incredible growth and in all of the, like, so many different businesses. So now you have an apparel line and accessories and all these different things going on with the Girl Tribe brand. Was that mm -hmm. part of the vision from the get-go or was that just something that said, hey, we've, we've got something here that we can offer? So the store is like its own story, um, which is really funny because like I, um, I always wanted to be in retail and fashion and always wanted a store and it just like never happened you know like we always say we're like kids of the recession a little bit like when I would have done that like that wasn't available um and so in 2017 we started kind of casually like our lease was up at our office started casually looking at like well can we make like a storefront and an office happen you know but like for a hundred and like no signed lease. <laughs> um, and so we kind of started looking at spaces that we thought we could afford and they were like literal dumps. And we were like, okay, we yeah. back to the drawing board, whatever. Let's just concentrate on the pop-ups. And we still, we've always had our apparel line that we just make, you know, like our own shirts. Um, and uh, then in like October 1 or something, 2017, so we'd, we'd given up the, we were like, okay, we'll just table that discussion. Um, I, I think it was like the day I found out I was pregnant with our second kid we had a meeting with a property manager in town. She was like, I want to meet with you about a pop-up shop near Blaze Pizza. And I was like, gosh, people so don't understand our pop-ups. You know, we mm -hmm. go to these meetings and they're like, do you want to have a pop-up in the lobby of our like 10-person office? And you're like, no, that's not what we do. You know, but like we've gone all the way over here, whatever. So I kind of thought we were rolling into that meeting, not really paying attention to it. And she was like, we have a storefront and we think that you guys should have a store here. Like, we didn't have a store. We had not told anybody we wanted a store. And she's like, here's a storefront. I'm going to give it to you for a couple months. Is that cool? You guys will, like, just keep the lights on and do something with it? And I was like, no, I'm pregnant. Yeah. I'm not taking that on right now. That'll be my first <laughs> trimester. Anyway, we did it. Yeah. And so we thought it was just going to be an eight-week store. And so that's when we started 
getting clothes and accessories and jewelry and that kind of thing. But I mean, we got the keys to the store November 1. We opened November 11th. And at that point, we probably had maybe $3,000 of inventory in our hands. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you going to fill a thousand square foot space with like very little right. inventory? So we, that's when we had the great, um, you know, pool of women owned businesses. And so we're like, do you want to do consignment with us? Like just drop anything off, just whatever you want. And we'll just market it as that it's going to be all like girl tribe stuff. And then, um, we were so successful in that we signed a lease and stayed and kind of revamped it and saw what worked. And so now, you know, now we're looking at second storefront and, you know, growing the online. So yeah, that kind of, it kind of happened really organically. And, but I think also at the perfect time for us. Yeah. I think we were ready, we're not ready. ready you yeah. know? <laughs> Just pregnant. No yeah. Deal. yeah. I mean, well, that was, it. I mean, perfect. like, yeah, of all things, it was like, what is, like looking back, <laughs> I, like, I don't even remember being pregnant. Like yeah. it was fine. Yeah. I mean, the way we roll, like, we're like if we're gonna do something we're gonna do it to the best of our ability like a hundred times better than anyone else would do it like it's part of our message it's part of who we are like we don't know how to do things half seas but i do think um from the moment we started the product we knew we were creating something bigger than ourselves and we wanted a lifestyle brand where people Mm -hmm. could feel like they belonged because it was never about the product no it was always about the brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like products just a platform, right? Exactly. Just mm-hmm. to build the brand or continue yeah. to spread the message we or the word. We just knew how to make graphic t-shirts. Like that's why it started but like yeah, yeah. I don't right. even wear t-shirts. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you'll probably never see me in a t-shirt. I don't like how they look at me. That's funny. Like, Garrett uh, with Luga was in here earlier and he's like, "All I wear is t-shirts." Yeah. Oh, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, that's the button down." Brand. Like and I'm like, "Shit, I wore my button down." I know. <laughs> I got my t-shirt. Brian's got his I'm t-shirt. Good, dude. So that's I was the nice thing about having this like this is from the store. So yeah. now we yeah. can like feel a little yeah. more on brand, but yeah. But yeah, it's always been about the brand. It's always been about we we said this a couple times, but I think it's worth repeating is that you know, when we started our brand, we were we were looking to be empowered, so we chose to find our empowerment through empowering other women. And I think at this point, it's leading by example. Like, all the time we get, how do you do it with kids? We're like, because we, this is what we want to do. Like, there's no question. Like, right. it's not because I'm a mom or because I'm not. Like, this is who I'm meant to be. I'm also a mom, but it doesn't have anything to do with my business. Like, it's never it's never yeah. part of our conversations. Like, we almost never talk about our kids at work. Yeah. Sometimes someone will be like, I saw an Insta story. Does your kid look really cute last night? I'm like, thanks. So anyway, you know, I mean, I love my kids more than anything, but that's not our story. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. So you um you mentioned previously that you, that you wanted to find something that you love and now you found something you love that you can get paid for, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's really fascinating. Um, I remember when we first started our podcast. Looking for sponsors, actively right. looking hey, for sponsors. We will totally plug that all day. <laughs> So if you I, want to sponsor I, the Badass Girl Tribe, get in contact with us or we'll give you the links at the end of the I podcast. I did that one time and it worked. Oh, absolutely. Like I was like, we were like speaking at yeah. a Belk event and I was like looking, actively looking for sponsors and we had two people run up to us afterwards and we're like, here's some money. We'd like to be a part of it. I didn't know we could. And I was like. Well, then you know you, yeah. you have yeah. to ask yeah. now. That's yeah. right. If you yeah. ask, you I might like, receive. yeah, man. The worst thing they can say is no. <laughs> exactly. That's right. We always say that. And they yes. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. But you yeah. know what? It's that yes that makes it all better. Oh, yeah. Um so you had mentioned that, you know, now you get to do something that you love and you're passionate about and you get paid for. Um mm-hmm. and, and we talk about this on our podcast all the time. We created this platform and this brand builders podcast not because we wanted to make money, but ultimately because we wanted to support the brands and the community that we represent. And we felt that this was a really cool way of doing it. I mean, for months we had people like, What's your ROI? How many listeners are you getting? Why are you doing this? And they wanted to 
to, to throw this just like analytics at everything. And there's got to be a right and a wrong. And yes, you do this or no, you do mm -hmm. this. And it's fascinating that we didn't really let the haters push us down from what our ultimate uh, kind of uh, goal was of doing this podcast. And now mm -hmm. that we're almost to 100 episodes, it's amazing to see not only the brands we get to bring on the podcast, but ultimately where that is spread and what real things and real actions have, have happened just from having a conversation. So my, my, my long-winded question here is, a, how many haters did you have? Um, B, and B, like, when did you get to that moment when people weren't just asking, like, okay, well, are you going to do this as like your job, or like, is this like people where are we still? Going? I mean, people okay, are right, still good. very yeah. good. So we still got haters out there. I mean, there. like, right. being the mom and like, you know, our kids go to full time school, and like, I drop, I drop my big girl off, and um, and like everyone else is like, they went to Harvard Law, and they're like, you know, lawyers or whatever, and I come in and like you know, dress however I dress, like wild. And like Carrie walks in with pink hair, like to drop her kids. I mean, it's like literally people are like, who are you? And like, what are you doing? Because especially here in Charlotte, like this, like what we do is kind of crazy, like, right. But um, we still get those questions. Do you do this full time? And we're like, we have like a full team that does this full time as well. So yeah, but yeah, it's a little, it's jealous. a little bit of like, they're all jealous. Uh, yeah, they're, I don't know is, if it's like jealousy. Right. I, yeah. I think they're confused. I think it's, I think it's very uh, much that. confusion. They're like, yeah. how can you, how can you basically, how can you make this much money? Right. Mm -hmm. I think that there's that. And like, I'm more than happy to tell you how. Yeah. And, I, and I'm more than happy to tell you that like, my goal is to have a Queens Road West house. <laughs> you it. know, like that's my goal. And yeah, I just want a pink Jeep. That's I just, <laughs> <laughs> those are very different and, goals. But 80s, hey. baby. I know. Well, we're different. <laughs> we're, we're, so, we're different love languages. Yeah. What does, so is that what you mean? Like, like on your website, you say ending girl on girl war. Mm-hmm. Elaborate on that a little bit. I'm I'm not real clear on what that means. Do you have kids? I don't. Okay. Um. Do you remember being in middle school? I do. It was terrible. Right. Yeah. But like, do you think Very, it was really bad for girls? It had to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of that it, idea that like that middle school, that like playground mentality carries us through to like adulthood, but it happens in different ways. And even I speak to my husband about it. I'm like, I mean. And, you know, we don't let that stuff really get us down. But sometimes I'll mention something to him like, oh, that seems like really shady what she did to me. And he's like, I don't see I don't see what you see because we like, I don't know, seen Technicolor or something yeah. when it comes to girl on girl war. But um, it's it's ultimately I don't know. Can you explain it a little bit better? Yeah, I mean, you don't know anything about it. Well, I, I think what it comes to now, what where we see is like businesses and I understand like protecting your proprietary information. But I think there's some people who are like, well, this is my land. You can't have a piece of it. Well, guess what? Like, if we all work together, there's tons of land out here. Right. We don't have to fight over the same piece. Right. And Girl Tribe Pop-Up is a very specific example of that. So mm -hmm. when we first started, there was boutiques that were participating. They're like, well, if this boutique is participating, I'm not participating because I don't want to share those customers. Well, guess what? Like, if you bring both of your customers you're going to get exponential customers. You're going to make more you're money. You're going to make more money. And you're right. going to feel better at yeah. night. It's exactly. like, yeah, so that's kind of the, that's like blanket the idea yeah. of it. Yeah, and so, again, it's leading by example. Like, we don't, I don't, if we have haters, like, it doesn't, that doesn't keep me up. Like, it wouldn't stop what I do. It might fire me a little bit more to, like, work harder. Do even more? Yeah. Yes. And, like, no, I, I doubt anyone's trying to steal what we're doing because, like, 
they would be stupid. They would make way more money doing something where it's a nine to five. You know, yeah. like, go do that. I promise you'll be happier. <laughs> you won't, like, have sacrificed so much. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the deal, right? Yeah, like, and, just, and, and, you know, like, starting a business, like, you can definitely, like, get in your head and you can get in the weeds about, get it. In the weeds about it. And, like, we've learned tons of lessons along mm-hmm. the way. And, like, the biggest one is, like, get out of the weeds Look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. What she says all the time, and I always say it wrong, is like, is it making you money or is it not? And if it's not, like, okay, bye bye. Right. You know, yeah. spend any time there. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, I think it's really cool how you've taken your, you know, your goals to have a shop and all of that, and you're a graphic artist, so mm-hmm. combining the two, and mm-hmm. you, you've been able to create this amazing brand oh, together. I think that's really neat. It's been fun. We have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I, it's interesting that you guys brought up, you know, kind of ending girl on girl war. And I love that you guys put it like that. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that that I've learned in this industry, and I've only been here for for almost four years in this world is when I first came in, I looked at everybody else's competition, right? Well, in a $24 billion industry, there's a (laughs) lot of people that don't do the job the right way. I'd probably say about 90% of the people in our space. But what I realized about a year and a half ago is that what we need to focus on is the people that are doing it the right way and collaborate and share ideas and realize that although we do exactly the same thing, all we're doing is elevating our industry as a whole and elevating what we use as a a medium, right? So Mm -hmm. I think with you guys, it's the same thing that you're trying to do with women. Stop looking at everybody as competition. If we all come together and we support each other, every business is going to be different. You're going to, you can have somebody that can buy from both of you. I promise you, right? So I love that you guys are trying to bridge that gap and realize that if women empower women, then that ultimately would help and support everyone else. And I love that. I mean, my wife's a realtor and so she kind of has her own business and and I try to to motivate her. And and it's cool though, to see like as a, as a full time mom and, and working at the same time, like that's a lot of work. Right. But Mm -hmm. I think it's cool because she challenges herself to look at what other women in the realty world, whether it's at her organization or at other ones and what are they doing successful and try to get better. So Mm -hmm. I just think that that's amazing that you guys have tried to bridge that gap. Um, I'm actually really curious to see what in the hell is next. So let's jump into to with all these different cities you guys are jumping around to. Um, wh- have you guys kind of rewrote your goals, kind of sat down and said, okay, well, this is, we didn't even think it would be like this, you know, a couple of years ago. But now that you're at this point and you really have created the platform, what's, what's next? What are we going to do to really kind of blow the minds of women around this country? I mean, I think uh, one, we really want to grow Girl Tribe Pop Up. I mean, absolutely. And trying to figure out how to do that in a really real way. You know, I mean, there there's like franchisee models too out there for pop-up shops and we're not interested in that. Um, I think we're A to micromanaging and uh, <laughs> that's the word. And, um, and this is what we want to do. Like we're passionate about retail. Women want to get into retail. They're getting into retail. Let's like keep empowering them there. Um, so that's definitely, I mean, you know, I think our goal is to have you know, a couple, a couple stores in the next couple of years, um, and really grow the online shop. That's really what we're focusing on. And, and honestly being open to like anything else that we see. Cause I think the one thing about Carrie and I that like, well, a, we work so well together. We're completely opposite people, but we work so well together, but we're, we try to stay light to be able to pivot when, when need be. And so maybe the opportunity isn't there yet, but we're ready to take it when it is. Yeah. We joke like every three months, our goals really change yeah. and our outlook really changes like we see an opportunity if it makes sense we'll pivot this way you know like it's a journey that we're on yeah like of course we have really big goals of course we like we want to be national we want to be known we want this message to get out to as many people as possible Mm -hmm. and we want 
to make lots of money as well. You know, like we have, there's so many goals within goals, but I'd say like every three months, it's like, okay, where are we at? What's working? What's not working? Okay, let's look at this. And then it, like the storefront, it kind of fell into our lap. We were ready for it. We had had discussions about it, but it came at the right time and then we acted on it and mm-hmm. doubled down and then it was successful. I mean, I'd love to like expand the apparel line into mm-hmm. more cut and sew items and things like that. You know I mean? I think we're ready for that. Um, but yeah, like t- to be honest with you to like, ha- have we sat down and like written our goals back out? No. I mean, you know, we had, we were like, okay, like once we hit like this amount, like revenue, we're going to buy a van, you know? And like, well, we had actually set a pink Jeep a, pink a long Jeep time ago. We had set a pink Jeep, but like. Settled for a van. But it's you okay. can't, that's not it's a tax write off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then the van is also like a mobile boutique and drives us to like cities where we're, you know, so we don't have to rent so many Penske trucks, you know, Penske is also such a great opportunity. This is a great sponsorship opportunity for Penske. We talk about them all the time. We drive lots of Penske's around this country. Um, I'm sure they're listening. If you're listening, Penske, you, yeah. right now, shout out. U-Haul also would be fine. Yes. But we tend to get better luck with Penske's. Yeah, Penske's. It's, it's Are like you hearing affordable. this, U-Haul? U-Haul, step up to the plate now. <laughs> it's more now. affordable. Penske's have been more affordable. Yes. Uh, and like the significantly. And which is good because yeah. like, you know, we hit some things. Um, so, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know what what is it universe like you tell us and we're ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And um, so I want to know and as we kind of wrap this up and, and talk a little bit more about kind of what the future is with you guys. It's it's fascinating to see the the brand that you built. Um, are there any of these moments where you're just kind of like, damn, like this is this is crazy. And, and what is that like? I mean, I think with you guys being where you're at today, I think there's so much more that can come of it. And I think it's mm-hmm. so fascinating. So, I, I mean, do you guys ever just take a moment to look in the mirror and just be like, this is cool as shit? Yeah. I mean, it's hard, you mm-hmm. know, like the day-to-day grind. Like, all, like, luckily, we're getting more. I'd say, like, our company has grown very organically. And this year, we're being very intentional and in trying to be more mechanic about what we're doing. So we're ahead of we're not living on a fire by fire basis. Like we're getting getting ahead of that. So we can appreciate the moments, but like there's a lot of work that, you know, like you're constantly working, but we like, I think we're getting better at celebrating moments and taking moments. Like even at the Charlotte convention center pop-up, I think we both were just like, Oh, okay. We did this. Yeah, it's like within four years we had the or three years we had the uh, the what was uh, Sugar Creek was like six thousand square mm-hmm. feet. Yeah, and um and then all of a sudden we fill forty thousand square feet. That's you know, incredible. And like we're booking the eighty thousand square feet for a holiday, right? So like those are moments, but they are hard to enjoy. I think for me, it's that um having these other women that work for us. Um, they're like, okay, like is this okay? Like, can you approve this? And I'm like. Hell yeah, I'll prove that. Or like whatever. I was like, yeah, I was like made for this, right? Like I was, we were made to like mm-hmm. lead. Um, so those are really cool moments when you have people that are asking you what to do. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> or yeah. like today we're at Target because we're this won't come out until after her birthday. So we're like yeah. surprising one of our <laughs> store managers, and we bought like a unicorn pinata and silly string. And like we're walking around Still the store. Still a she will not like. No. I will like that. <laughs> Sarah wanted to do water balloons and I said that was aggressive. So we settled on silly string. Um, but and then like I'm looking at Instagram and LaCroix just like reposted one of our pictures because they're one of our sponsors this year. And I'm like two years ago we would have cried. We, we would have been lost it. We've been like everyone home. We're going to get margaritas. Yeah. And we're like, oh, cool. Did they tag us right? Like, right. Oh, whatever. You know, moving on. Yeah. But like that. taking a step back and like really taking that in like. 
that's incredible, you right. know? Yeah, you know, I mean, it was cool. Like, uh, we were named one of the small business people of the year for Charlotte Agenda, you know, this year. And that was cool. You know, we definitely, I don't know if you guys read that. We definitely took interviews really seriously. They're like, what books do you read? And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I was like, oh, what is, what is Carrie gonna write? And then like, she's like, oh, like what, what was the... Um, well, I originally was like, I don't read. And then she made it, made me revise it to, I listen to podcasts. There yeah. You go. yeah. <laughs> and it was like, what was your um, last purchase, your favorite purchase for under $100 recently? Oh, you were tattoo. Like, you're like, my tattoo. And I was like, same as Carrie thinking that like my parents didn't know and like I got just half of it just like in, to put it under my watch and um and somebody sent it to my dad and he actually read it and he was like so uh, you can tell your mom you uh, got a tattoo oh, like, Damn it. Busted. Uh, yeah but I was like finally my dad's reading my article yeah. so like there that's a good option that's too. A moment. <laughs> and do you that's guys do you guys have like a map or something up in your office or in, in your space that is like wow, we just shipped something to this crazy place. Like, what's the craziest, like, place that is ordered online? Or, or do you keep track of that and say, like, oh, my God, we just sent something no, to Alaska or something? we could definitely look at that. We could probably yeah. do that. Yeah. We could probably do that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the I think, The meow like, shirt, but that never got delivered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a good opportunity. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's cool, like, just, like, uh, now we have our store. Like, the other day I was in the store, and, um, and these girls were like, oh, we drove down from Durham to come to your store. I'm like... I hope that you're not disappointed in this like yeah. 1,000 square foot store. Like I, you know, it was like moments like that yeah, is like that's awesome. pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. how'd you find out? You know that kind of stuff. That's that's neat. Yeah. Or people are like I kind of know you or whatever. Yeah. That's or you know we went to high school here, and um and we see people from our high school all the time because Charlotte's a black hole. Like if you're from here, most likely to gonna come back here and um and they're like whoa you guys like that's cool you guys have been up to a lot and I'm like. You too. Like, you know, like, that's cool, you know, because I was like not. Yeah. I wasn't like valedictorian. I don't. Is a valid Victorian? Something like that. Okay, so like, yeah, I like. <laughs> you don't have to worry about. Neither of us would know. Like, yeah. Let's be honest. There's a lot of similarities oh, yeah. here. Like, <laughs> it took us ten years to write a mission statement. Yeah. I mean, really. Oh, we I like think, literally just did. That. I think yeah. we literally just did that last year. What and, is it? And Do you it, mind sharing it? Yeah. I can't even recite it at the moment. To be honest, we can pull it up. It's it's more than it's called our DG promise. And it's, it's segmented oh, into okay. five different oh, gotcha. statements. Okay, cool. Um, cool yeah. Brian could pull that up. But I think with business in general and the way we've grown, it's 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 gut. It's mm-hmm. what feels right. It's listening to clients. Yeah. It's, it's, like you said, organically growing. But then you get to a point where, oh, man, we got a real thing. We've got employees. We've got families we've got to take care of. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you got to make sure you have a little more plan and a little more pattern or at least a mission or mm-hmm. whatever and, and really those defining moments it's cool to hear that you all are going through that too I think you hear a lot of so this is our DG promise which is uh, we, we create and inspire our passion is real relationships first whatever it takes and community matters and all of those go into a lot of different things I think one of the cool things with our business is that we truly understand that we have to make money to be a business, but we're not a business just to make money. And and ultimately, we want to give back, but it's more than just dollar amounts. It's more than just, you know, working with a nonprofit. It's really getting into the community and being kind of that voice. Uh, and so this is another way with the podcast to bring on people like yourselves who are changing that. And ultimately, we want people that are listening to this to, to act on it, right? Get in contact with you. If it's a if it's a girl or a woman that that, are, that wants to have an idea or start something or, or has some cool things that they make and they want to go to a pop-up, 
like this is it. Like this is your opportunity. And I think now I'm 34 years old. I grew up in the era where there wasn't, you know, the internet and then there was the internet, right? So like when I was in college, there was no like, hey, screw it. I'm going to go do my own thing yeah. and start my own company. <laughs> it was like, uh, do you have benefits? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that's what you had to yeah. do. And now I feel like there's a, such a huge opportunity for people that could be in middle school, high school to create ideas. And you guys are giving them a platform to do that and be exposed to thousands of other women that want to empower them as well. And I, I honestly think this is just the beginning for you guys. I think we could continue to do this podcast year after year. And in 10 years, you guys are going to look back and say, wow, I mean, we have we have shops in, in every single state. Uh, and you guys are really, truly not only a national brand, but a global brand. So I, I can't thank you enough for coming on and telling your story. I know me and Scott, um, although we are not women, uh, we do respect it and really appreciate what you guys have done for the city and for women uh, as a whole. So uh, a big kudos. I know people probably tell you all the time, congratulations. But honestly, it's it's a big it's a big important thing that you guys are doing. And uh, and, and I'm honored to have the conversation with you. Oh, thank you. Thank guys. you That's so much. Yeah. So before we get all yeah. crying over here, um, <laughs> if people do want to get in touch with you, do a do a quick plug on the best way for them to get in contact with you all. Okay, so um, our online shop is girltribeco.com. Girltribepopup.com is if you want to find out about our events, either um, becoming a vendor, sponsor, or just a customer. And um, you can also find us at 1800 Camden and um, South End, right by Jenny's Ice Cream. It's the all-pink storefront. Can't miss it. And also um, on Instagram at girltribeco. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so yeah. much for, for joining us on the Brand Butters Podcast. If you are listening, please give us a like and a share. Uh, definitely check out Girl Tribe. They will be doing amazing things for years to come. And thank you again, Carrie and Sarah, for joining us on the Brand Butters Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.